Shop all things Cherry Johnson at therealcherry.com. My co-host, Mr. Courtney Blackman. <laughs> Today, I'm excited, y'all. One of my homeboys is in the house. He just so happens to be a Yahoo Senior NBA Insider. And he, my friend, his name is Mr. Chris Haynes. Let's welcome him to the show. This is Cherry's World. There is an internet radio station that's generating a lot of buzz. The website is raisedjukebox.com. What's different is, is it features a mix of new and throwback jams across many genres. The first Sunday each month, there are live shows with celebrity and artist interviews. Log in to raisedjukebox.com, press play, and turn the volume up. That's right, raisedjukebox.com. If you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, please give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you. Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. Welcome to Cherry's World. Shop all things Cherry Johnson at therealcherry.com. So I already did your um your uh, opening. Okay. Okay, so we're just gonna jump into it. And I just got to tell you, I don't know if you remember, I don't give a shit about sports, but Courtney is <laughs> It's all good. We can talk. I don't, actually, we ain't got to talk sports. I got questions of my own. We good. We got to talk everything. All right. So I just have to say, I think you like commented on one of the posts or something on IG. Uh-huh. And Courtney hit me, he screenshot it and he was like, do you know who this is? And I was like, Chris. And he was like, you know what Chris do? I said, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's cold, That's cold. That's cold. But, oh, man. You, I am so proud. Oh, oh, well, thank you. Courtney, Courtney, I appreciate you for keep, keeping, uh, keeping my legacy alive, keeping my name alive, man. No, man, brother, you the man. Uh, I appreciate it, fam. Real talk. And so can you tell Courtney and the listeners how we have, like, you know, we got history and why I just, that's Chris. Let, let me say this. I was telling my daughter, just giving a little background on how I um, ran into you. But I always, like, I get inspired by, obviously, I think a lot of us get inspired by our heroes, the people we grew up watching on TV. And, you know, and before social media, you never really had a true avenue, an authentic avenue to reach someone, to tell them, you know, how much they inspire you or what they mean to you. And so you just dreamed of, you just, you just dreamed of having an opportunity where you could actually meet some of these actresses, these actors, these prominent figures in the world. And you just dream of like what it would be like to have a conversation with them. And um, MySpace, so this this MySpace is like the first for me when I can remember like the first major social media platform mm -hmm. to where you really had an avenue where you can connect with some people that you wouldn't ordinarily be able to talk to and communicate with. You know, you could send fan mail back in the day, but I don't. Cherry, how often did you read fan mail back in the day? How often do you you you, you check? I, oh, I yeah? read I, everything. Mm, okay, okay, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Well, except for the nasty stuff. My because I was a kid, my fan mail was filtered by the studio, thank wow. God. 
Yeah. So you were getting that type of, those type of mail as a kid? As a child at seven. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's the world. But, um, you know, I mean, so MySpace was, I can't remember, like, Cherry, how I connected with you. And then we connected. It was MySpace. And you responded. And I was just like, I told wife, I'm like, you realize Cherry from Punky Brewster, like, hit me up and responded and replied? Like, this is Max. This is, on Family Matter, this is Waldo Geraldo Faldo's girlfriend. Like, you, like, these are the people I grew up watching. And you responded back. And at that time, you had a friend. You know, I'm from Fresno, California. You, you had a friend that was in Fresno. And then you, um... It was crazy. Hey, Courtney, it was real crazy. She was just like really open. It was like, hey, I'm going to be in Fresno in a few weeks. Come drop by. Say what's up. And I'm like, what? Like, this before any of this. Like, this before I was nowhere in the game. Man, brother, was I was on welfare back, you know, back in the day. I was still trying to find my way in life. You know what I'm saying? And so we went and it was still like surreal to knock on the door and open it up and it's her. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like it, it blew my mind. And, and from there, we just, you know, over the years, just, you know, kept in contact with, you know, every, every so, you know, full moon or so. But uh, and that was surreal. And that was the first time in my life where I've actually had an opportunity to, to meet somebody that I grew up watching and had an impact on my life. Aww. That's so sweet. Courtney, I, mean, I was like, I was like, Chris will tell you the story. But look, Chris, I told him Chris is the homie. I didn't even take my pajamas off for you, bro. It's cold. Oh, you, you, you was real? No, I don't think no make. I don't know if you had makeup on. Nothing, nothing like that. I, I, got, I got some um, eco style gel in my hair. <laughs> That's why I said she ain't trying to impress nobody around here. You know what I mean? It was real. It was real homie and real cordial life. You know what I'm saying? It was like, hey, you want to see me? Hey, this this is what it is. And that's why I knew she was a real one. I knew she was a real one. And then you know, just being around her from that time, just you know, checking out how she talked. I'm like, okay, this ain't this ain't Max. So this ain't the, you know, this ain't the cherry on Punky Brewster. This, you know, this Max from the, you know, from around the corner, from around the way. Yeah, so I'm the homie. Yeah, so it was it was it was cool. That was a great experience, and that's something I cherish. And I actually sent you the picture. I yeah. sent you the picture that we took. This had to be my waist was banging. <laughs> <laughs> I was little back then. You still alright, girl? This this, this is like two thousand five, two thousand six back then. Yeah, that was before kids. Man, how many? <laughs> how many now, Chip? Oh, honey, there's only one. Oh, it's only one. It's like, <laughs> you ain't done. You ain't done, are you? Unless somebody want to be my Sarah again, I'm done. Okay, well, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Well, let's talk about you, sir. I don't want to. I know, because you a big deal. Like a real big deal. Nah, not like yes. that. Yes. I appreciate it. It means a lot I, coming from I hear you done, uh, look, I hear, I done seen some of them, but I heard that you have just interviewed everybody. Well, I, you know, most, most, most players in the NBA, um, I've been, you know, I was forced and blessed, and Cherry, uh, I know you, you've been, you've been to Fresno. Yes. <laughs> like, and, and if you haven't, you didn't miss, you haven't missed anything. You know yes. what I'm saying? So it's like, I had homies and partners that were, you know, going to jail or getting killed, and and uh, you know, it's just like at a certain time, I felt like I had to leave. I had to leave, and uh, long story short, I just. I developed a passion for writing my last year in college. You know, I, I took that 10 year college route, you know, we graduated around 27 or something like that. So it was my, um, my last year, my last year in college, I, I discovered I had a passion for writing in my writing course, which is the African American writing course at Fresno State. And, uh, I loved it. And then I was like, you know what, let me see if this translate to sports because, you know, I played basketball my whole life and, um, and I was just filling it out. I liked it. So I started sending like little stamp, you know, stories. I would write stories from home, send them to different publications out there. And most of the publications were like, you know what, you have some talent, but you're in Fresno, California. There's no NBA team there. 
if you move to an NBA market, we will credential you, get you into games, we will publish your work, but we can't pay you. And so that was kind of my my thing. So I, me and my family, we we agreed to we moved to Portland, Portland, Oregon. I felt like it was far enough, but not too far enough that if I failed, I could come back to Fresno. So it's a 12 hour drive to Portland, moved out there. And for a year, I um, covered Portland Trailblazer games at night. And then during the day, I worked as a security guard for a high school and apartment complexes because I could not get a job. Like I had this bachelor's degree in kinesiology, which should allow you to, to get a P job in high school and coach. And I could not find a job. The only job I could find was a, was a um, security work. So I did that during the day. And at night, I worked Blazer games for free. And then for a year, I did that and established myself and you know broke some news and got some big stories. And after that, um, Comcast Sportsnet Northwest, which is now NBC Sportsnet Northwest, they were hiring for somebody to cover the Portland Trailblazers, home and away, every single game, 82 games. And to be on TV three times, local TV that is, three to four times a week. I've never done any of that. I've never traveled in my life. And um, that's how I got the job. That, that's basically how I got into the business. Congratulations. You didn't get a job because you weren't supposed to have a job. That avenue was supposed to open for you. Yeah, no, nah, it, it was um, it was definitely God. Cause um, and But, you know, I said all that to say, you know, like when I first came in, you know, it still isn't, but there wasn't a lot of NBA reporters that looked like me, especially that came, that came, you know, came up around the hood and similar circumstances. So, you know, players recognize real, just like any person, you know, real recognize real. Like when I met you, I was like, man, she a real, you know, she the real homie. You know what I mean? Like this ain't what you see on TV, but that's all I knew. And so, you know, once players see that, you know, this guy, because a lot of times media get a bad rap. But uh, they know, like, you come from a genuine place, you're real, you're authentic. And um, I think that's that reputation has been able to carry me to where I'm able to interview, you know, the biggest players we have in our league. Well, like I was telling Cherry, and I'll tell the audience, uh, you know, with social media now, these stars, they don't, they don't necessarily need the media anymore. Like, you know, Wade Jordan had Amar Rashad or Shaq had, you know, Shaq and Kobe use Stephen A. They don't necessarily need need a a, a stick guy anymore. Um, so when I saw uh, how you just, I'm like, who is this guy getting interviews with? LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. I'm like, and it's not Stephen A. Smith. And I was like, and then next thing you know, my favorite show I listen, watch, and listen to. Colin Cowherd, Colin don't big up nobody, but he sure big up you. And I was like, yo, this dude is the real deal. He gets everybody. So I've been a big fan of yours, man. I check out all your stuff, man. And uh, I was just congrats to you. Um, that's just me just telling you, man, I'm, I'm a big fan. Cause like, you know, like you said, everybody, you know, once we realize we can't hoop no more, we all want to be where you at, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if we, can't, if we can't play the game. We want to talk about the game. So, man, salute. Yeah. And, and you are the, the – is there any – and I don't want to, like, get you in any trouble, but is there any, like, resentment from, like, the OGs? You know who I'm talking about. Anybody like, man, this brother he taking my shine. You know what I'm saying? Like Re Resentment. I, I would say, look, our field, it's a competitive field. Um, you know, everybody wants the, the scoop. They want, they want to break that story. They want that exclusive sit-down interview. So there, there's a lot of that. But I will say this, like, when I first got to Portland, I was the only person in that market. I mean, y'all know how Oregon is. You know, it ain't too many of us over there. Mm -hmm. So I was the only uh, media member, black media member in that market. And then I remember when I first walked into the locker room, the Blazers locker room, the players looked over. They was like, Who's this dude? I think they thought I, I might have been a player because I was still, you know, yeah, I wasn't far yeah. from my college days then, right. you know, and um, that automatically, I, I'm going to be real, like, they were intrigued, like, what is this dude about? Like, he, he looks like one of us, but he's mm -hmm. dressing kind of funny, like, you know, what? who who is he? You know what I'm right. saying? Right. My, 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 my game wasn't on point then. My, my, my attire wasn't on point there, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, but then I will say this, so that I had a lot of um, throughout the industry, you know, there was some 
reporters, you know, even some white reporters who um, looked at the way I was getting my interviews. Um, I, I, I used to hear people saying, uh, he's only getting these interviews with these players because he's buddy-buddy with them, because uh, he's trying to be their friend. You know, he's not doing his job. You know, you get that. Yeah, you get that. And, and all and all and what that comes from is just they're mad and upset because I'm coming in and they've been in the market forever. Yeah. And I'm coming in and just getting getting these guys gravitating towards me, giving me everything, giving me these one-on-ones. And and I, I got that, I understood it, but it's it's still like that, you know, from time to time. It's like the ones who can't get those interviews, the only way they can the only thing they can say is that, oh, you're only getting them because you're buddy-buddy with them. Look, I still got a job to do, like all these players do. You know, I remember, I, I'm going to say this real quick and I'll move on. I remember my first year uh, when I was working for free. Like, I haven't been in that media game. I didn't understand it. And so I was so close to a lot of players where they were telling me everything. Right. Like, they were telling me everything. And then, um, like, months later, you will start to see these reports break from other markets. And I'd be like, hold on, damn, like, I knew about that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That let me know I was a little bit too close. And so the second season I had to go to the play, I'm like, look, guys, you know, I value our friendship. Whatever we talk about on record will never be disclosed. But just know, like, I got to do my job. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I will never break a promise. It'll always be trust there. But just remember, I still have a job to do. Like, these stories can't be breaking everywhere else, and I'm right. knowing about it. So right. if there's something that you really don't want out, you know, we probably shouldn't be talking about it. And yeah. once I established that, things have been a little bit smoother. And so, yeah, that that's kind of the resentment I got from, you know, within my colleagues, the ones who were kind of jealous of not, not um, securing those one-on-ones. Um, your coworkers, Sekou Smith? Oh, man. Yeah. That's, man. Sekou Smith was, uh, he just passed. Those, those don't know, he's, um, NBA, work for the um, NBA TV, NBA.com. Um, Sekou Smith, he passed of COVID-19. Um, he was battling for about a week and a half. And um, I spent time, I was working, I was in the, the NBA bubble where they had the last season, where they had it in Orlando. And me and him, we were there for months and just established, we've been good friends for the last six, seven years, but really established a real gene rapport because there was nothing to do in that bubble. And, uh, you know, we didn't have our women with us. And, you know, it, it was a struggle, if you know what I mean. And so we, we had to, uh, we had, we had to uh, you know, figure out ways to keep ourselves engaged. And so we, we used to ride bikes every day. And, and uh, we, we had some nice conversations, man. And he, he just passed. We did not see this coming. We did not see this coming at all. And, and I, I'm so glad to see all these NBA teams paying homage and giving moment of silence tributes before the games and reserving sections in the media room for his name. It, it's, he was, man, he was a funny dude. He was short. He was like five, six, but always walked into the room like he was seven feet tall, man. He, he was he, he was a funny dude, a defiant dude, uh, but still everybody liked him, man. So, yes. I want to make sure that on behalf of the show that we give you our deepest condolences. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here. Like he's, he lives here in Atlanta and um, I came here, like I said, I was moving my daughter into Clark Atlanta um, over the weekend. And so I came just for that. And then um, he passes while, while I'm here. And you know, and you, you guys know that, you know, it's a helpless feeling. I don't know if you guys, Yes. Help with somebody who's passed, but but it's a helpless feeling because usually you know when somebody's sick, got the flu or something like, you can go over there and kind of yeah. like be with them. And with this, like I'm helpless. Like I'm I'm here in my homeboy city. You know what I'm saying? And I can't even go over there. Yeah. I can't even go to his family's house and and be with them. And so it's it, it's tough. It's tough, but. You know, thank you for mentioning him. That's he, he, that's, that's a big loss. For sure. I heard he was a good dude, man. Just I listened to the brothers talk about him last night, man. I was like, wow. Just hate to hear about that kind of stuff. Well, he, he's a real. He Courtney, He's a he's a real one, man. It's like, um, you know, it's funny. It's, it's just like my my interaction with, with Sherry when um when I saw her. You know, I'm growing up. I've never 
I never talked to anybody that was in any movies, any films, TV shows. So you have this, you have this perception of them, like what they are on TV, their character, their role. <laughs> and similar to, you know, similar to a lot of public figures, you know, you build that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like similar to public figures, you got this perception of what you see them on TV shows where it's a bait and interview and this dude was a real one. Yeah. If, if this was, if this, if I can just say this without getting in trouble, I would say he's a real, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. He, yeah. Real. You already know, he's a real one, man. And yeah. uh, it ain't too many of those that come from where we come from and, and get to make it on that level. So, man, I, you know, I'm hurt. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. I, I, no, I, 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 I want to talk. talk. I want to talk. It's cool. I was gonna say I can switch the subject because I do want to know as a woman and as a man, we have two men here. I'm like really proud of your wife because not too many men can convince their wife to move to Oregon. One, he ain't got no job. <laughs> he gonna work for free. Damn. Yeah, you ain't lying about that chair. Like, you both have my back. No, but she, no, she's she talking real shit now. I'm telling you that she talking. That's right. So they, that's a they, lot to ask for a woman. <laughs> lot. To ask. So they always say that you know a man cannot get to where he's going or be successful without a good woman by his side. Right. She is a fucking saint. I'm sorry, Courtney probably gonna take out the fucking, yeah. but she is a saint. How did you even muster up the courage to have that conversation? And how did you know that she was the one? Cause she definitely the one. Yeah. Let me tell you, if you look left too hard, I'm gonna smack your head back, right? <laughs> Cause she, you ain't never gonna find another one like that, ever. Yeah, we we've been together. I was um I was seventeen. She was fifteen. We first got together. So Sounds familiar. Yeah, we, we've been married for um seventeen years now. But uh, man, you want you want to say it's huh? beautiful. I'm sorry, I ain't trying to get all up in your business, but home. Uh, see, this is podcast. This is podcasting right here. You supposed yeah. to talk, have conversations, you know, reveal some of these things. So. That's a good question, Terry. Like, she did not want to go to Portland. Obviously, um, I didn't have a job. Um, I, I had a degree. I, I, I felt like I was going to get a job, but that, you know, I wasn't. On, we were on welfare at that time too. So, hey, don't get me wrong. Like, we had battles. Like, our first ten years of marriage. Like, I don't. She, I don't care. She, You're still like, together. Well, <laughs> we, we are still together. No, we are still together. But I'm just speaking on just how we you know how we got there and um it, it, it definitely was me not having a job definitely was um an issue because i was still like i had hoop dreams yeah you know i was still like man i, I want to go to league or i want to go play overseas and so i was just i convinced her this what it, this what it was Sherry. she gave me a year that's what was it a year you gave me a year to, in portland to see if i can if, if I'm saying it wrong, say, come oh, say it straight. Okay. You, so we picked Portland and she she went to school in Portland and um, she gave me a year. She was like, I'm gonna give you a year to figure it out. If not, we gotta, you know, something's gotta change. And luckily I was able to get my big break in a year. But no, nah, definitely nobody, I, there's not too many women that would have allowed me to uh, be chasing these hoop dreams for this long and I had jobs here and there. I wasn't a complete bum now, you know. What I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> I, was, uh, I, did, I definitely didn't have a career for sure. Amazing! Like that makes me even more proud. Just to know that you guys made it through, to know that you found that one that would. Because let me tell you, I'd have dumped your ass quick. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> I tell I had a good heart though, man. Like, look. I think it's the way I think it's the way Cherry Cherry broke it down. Like she made it like the way you said it, Chris, didn't sound that bad. The way Cherry said it, she made it sound so cold. Like 
Yeah, she quit. Well, hold on, hold on, babe. You didn't have a job. <laughs> you want to move away. Hold on. I got to let her set the record straight. Go ahead. Come on, baby. What record you want to set straight? Keep it real. Whatever. How was the initial you know the, the job? This is my wife, Charlotte. Mm -hmm. So the initial, was it I just didn't want to work or was yeah, I? No. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want no job, y'all. He didn't want no job. No, he, he was focused on doing that, but... um. I, like I tell Chris, you always be telling half of the story. Well, tell it, it before. It was it. definitely um, a, a struggle, but we ended, we actually made an agreement about moving to Portland because I was going to get my master's in counseling, and so um, and they had a um, he was trying to get more journalism courses at the school I went to, um, and so I did give him like a year, and you know he he hustled on that, like he said, working the uh, what was that security. the security job yeah. and. And we, it was, it was super crazy. Like it, it was crazy. Like um, going, you know, seeing him go and do all that stuff. And then when he first got the job with like uh, Comcast, we were like really living like it was paycheck to paycheck, you know, cause he, they he had to get reimbursements. It, it was just bananas. And we had four kids. Like mm -hmm. as soon as we got there, I got pregnant and we had, so we had four kids and he got the job. It was like December 5th like a paid job and wow. yeah it, it was it was crazy and it, it's not for the faint of heart I tell you that I just I had to ask because I'm so proud of you guys and I'm so proud of you as a because I don't think that he would have been able to do it without you agreeing to go oh you know what he wouldn't have been I'm gonna tell you the truth he wouldn't have been able to do it at all he was still being a Fresno California right now so thank you thank you no that's that's black love and to me that's everything and the fact that you manifested i'm such a yeah. firm believer in manifestation i always say my life did not happen just like happened to me i made it happen sure and so to to find out after all these years that you made this happen is like super exciting to me because you found your power within yourself but to, to you, you that, that is so true cherry but i'm gonna tell you this like i'm being real i'm not even saying that because you're on the show right now i'm on your, your pod but seeing you like opened up my eyes like meeting you i'm from fresno we don't have like we don't fresno doesn't we will have like you know nfl got like a a million roster spots, you know what I mean? So we get players to go to NFL and stuff like that, but we don't, we don't have like big stars or movie stars or anything like that. Fresno doesn't have that. And when I met you, my wife contested is like, when I met you, my eyes was like, damn, it, it like, these are real, this is a real person. Like, <laughs> no, for real, it, it like, it like, this is a real person, you guys, my wife, I was tripping, like, Aww. Dang, this is a real person. And so that encounter right there made, made me want to like go at it harder. Like I gotta figure out my I gotta figure my life out. Like I gotta see what, you know, because I knew like you know my family was growing and I still wasn't um, you know, my, my thing was this. I have two my two daughters first, my 18, my 17-year-old now, but at the time it was just those two. My goal was to get off of welfare to get right. Um, before my two oldest ones can remember that we were ever on welfare. And they don't remember none of that, which I'm glad, to, you know, and my, my two and I, my other two, which is 11 and nine, to them, they've been, you know, flying high, every, you know, since they were born. But um, it, that was so inspiring me to meet you and to see you. And, and, and it definitely helped me once I got to covering the NBA because uh, people, friends asked me, damn, what's it like talking to us? LeBron to Steph to Kobe, you know, I'm like, man, they, they people, you know what I'm saying? They people, you know, but I didn't, you know, I had a prior experience, you know, before, you know, mm -hmm. so you, you was very, you know, inspirational to me as, as far as how I started trending upwards. That was really sweet. Cause I had no damn business even being in Fresno. So. You had no business, <laughs> no business whatsoever. I was like, what is she doing in Fresno? Courtney, I was tripping. Like, I don't know how, like, I was just so happy to just be, interacting with her you know it was my space i was wasting um, my time that's yeah, what you, you, you were you was wasting time talking to me 
Okay, which I would say, well, me too, because I should have been looking for a job while I'm texting while I'm texting you or whatever. <laughs> you know, but it, I don't know what you 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 had no business for us, no, but I'm glad you came because you know you, you changed somebody's life. Oh, that is so sweet. Courtney, I used to date this dude. Okay, I didn't want to bring that up. I didn't no. want to hey, Corey, if you're watching the show, look. It's not I okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have no hard feelings at all. Okay. I'm wasting my time, but I don't have no hard feelings. <laughs> this is Cherry's World. Head over to grits.com. That's G R I double T double E Z.com. We got something for everybody athletics, humor, spiritual, and woke community. Come express yourself through apparel that communicates passion and perseverance. Use checkout code CHERRY and get 10% off everything right now. If you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, please give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you. <laughs> well, hey, Chris, I got, I just got, like, the way you feel about Cherry, that's how I feel. Like, I got a chance to talk to, I'm getting the chance to talk to somebody who, you know, you know, you, you're the man when it comes to the NBA. NBA is my favorite sport. So I just want to ask you this though. Uh, do you think this is my my theory? Um, do you think basketball shoes have just become too cute? And that's the reason why a lot of these players are getting all these ankle um injuries and um Achilles and stuff like that. If you look at the way the basketball shoe was made in the 90s, look at the David Robinsons. Yeah. Remember the David Robinson shit? The shoes came on with uh, almost up to your knees, man. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Now you look at, and no disrespect, you look at look at the shoes that Kevin. Did. Well, he doesn't. He wears a better shoe now. But even when Kobe, and Kobe's my favorite player, as you can see. Yeah. Never, I never liked when he went to the low tops. The low tops, yeah. And, and I think that, and that's the one thing about LeBron. LeBron wears a real NBA shoe. The bulky shoe. Yes. Yeah. What's wrong with these players, man? Why are they wearing these cute soccer shoes and stuff like that in this so, game? This, this is the you know, that's funny. That's a good question because I I brought this up to somebody and I was thinking about writing a story on it, but I never did. But that's a great great question, Courtney. This is the thing they told me. I did this commercial with KD. Uh, I forgot what shoe. Maybe remember what shoe that was. What number? Whatever. I, maybe his elevens. Maybe. But we. It was a. This first time I've been around a whole bunch of like um, Nike executives all in one room and doing, and I just heard all these conversations. And I heard these two brothers on the side, I can't recall their role with Nike, but they were just talking about how the, the, the shoes that you say that, that, you know, that are more safe, you know, for an athlete that size is running, jumping, agility, changing pace. Like the best shoe for players like that are the, the mid and high top shoes but those shoes don't sell well they don't look good when, when you when you're um, wearing jeans or when you're wearing pants nice. and so and so they encourage the players to try to wear those low tops or the mids because the casual fan the average person is not an nba player mm. most people aren't most people aren't even basketball players so it's all about how the shoe looks mm. and if the nba player or is not wearing that look, that small, that low top shoe on the court, then the fan is not going to gravitate to to it, you know. So that that is the reason. And so Kobe, for but Kobe was weird. He loved those low tops. I never. I was so scared to play in low tops because I felt if I would come down, like I would twist my ankle. Exactly. Like, I couldn't do that. Yeah, I couldn't do that. But that yeah, they actually players actually are encouraged to wear on the court the the low top shoes because those are the ones that look better and you can wear those with jeans and you know other fits wow marketing is more important than your players well they get they get taped up you know they wear ankle bracelets uh but yeah i mean but there's some players like lebron like you said lebron doesn't care like he's gonna wear his shoes you know lebron's about taking care of his body but there are other players who don't have that lebron money 
who are encouraged, you know, to, you know, wear the shoe that everybody is going to want to wear, the one that they can wear with their, their regular everyday attire. LeBron James, that's all I know about basketball right now because my daughter swears that his wife is okay with him being her boyfriend because she's six. <laughs> she says, I'm six. His wife is okay with it. He knows. I, I, I'm pretty sure Savannah, she would be, I think she'll, she'll be okay with that. You think so? I, I think she'll be all right. Yeah, all I don't right. think she's tripping. Chad, she good. I was right. like, I don't know, baby. That's a married man. She's like, no, his wife is okay with it. Yeah, they okay. I, I agree with her. I agree. I think she approves. <laughs> Y'all do. <laughs> Michael Jordan and LeVar Bell. Uh-huh. Do you think before the season's <laughs> over, they're going to play one-on-one? <laughs> so, um, LeVar is, is very... Ball. I love LeVar. I, I love LeVar. Um, Jordan ain't doing that. Jordan, Jordan is not... He's not stepping any close to... Like, there was speculation, you know, obviously... Um, LaVar's son, LaMelo, plays for the Charlotte Hornets, which is owned by Michael Jordan. And, mm -hmm. you know, LaVar used to always be talking this stuff about, yeah, I beat Jordan one-on-one. -on -one. And so yeah. there was really there was really discussions like, is will Michael Jordan actually draft LaVar's son? Like, does he really want to deal with having LaVar around all the time, saying all these things? And, but LaVar, as you guys would know, like, it's night and day as far as, LeVar's behavior his first few years when when Lonzo <laughs> compared to now like he was saying something every day and I oh I have a I have a, a LeVar story that I I was at ESPN at this time and this was Lonzo's rookie year so LeVar was saying something every day and I just thought it was cute at first like I thought it was funny and and um, I went to him after a game and the Lakers had lost and so I go to LeVar, you know, I'm like, can I interview you? Yeah. Okay. So I like, I had, a, you know, had a recorder on him and, uh, and um, he started talking about Julius Randles with the Lakers, Julius Randles with the Lakers at the time. He's like, if it wasn't for Julius Randle, we should be winning. He should have passed the, the ball to my son and we would have blah, blah, blah. And so at that time, that was like, man, this is rare that a parent is talking about his, right. <laughs> yeah, his son's teammate in the NBA, like, it's rare. And usually, like if in the media, you know, we talk to a lot of the players' parents, their agents, they'll give us news and information. But this was like, he was saying this publicly. And I ran with it. You know, I ran with it. You know, LeVar says, blah, blah, blah. I felt funny running with it. But it's like, if any other parent really told us something was going on in the locker room, or, right? you know, it was it's kind of news. But being that LeVar is used to saying so much, it, it kind of watered down the, the, the authenticity of what he was saying. And so we had to work. And so LeVar now, you don't really hear much from him, but Michael Jordan is not doing that. He, he's a, uh, uh, Michael is about preserving his legacy. And so letting LeVar get one shot off on him and score, it, it, it would take, my, he already, Michael already doesn't like the Jordan memes. He's not trying to have a LeVar ball meme yeah. You know, getting a shot of it. So that that would never happen. He doesn't like the memes. He hates it. Nah, he hates oh. it. He hates it. He hates I it. Honestly, thought Lavar was going to become a Kardashian. <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, you know, uh, as long as Lavar didn't, I'll leave that alone. But no, he's not. He's not a. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. Chris didn't want the competition, or yeah, I'll leave that alone. I'll leave that alone. I don't, I don't need that headline out there. I'll leave that headline. But Lavar, he's cool. He's cool, cool dude. I, I love, I love what he was trying to do. Um, you know, starting this, trying to start his own shoe company. You know, go against the grain and empower his sons, empower his family. But it's hard to do. Things, you know, starting, starting as you guys know, startups are, are hard to, um, to manufacture. But uh, you know, I, I got number love for him. Now, um, I I actually have a kind of an insider in the NBA, too, uh, that kind of gives me information here and there. I don't know if some of it's true, but I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you a question. All right. And uh, might get messy, but I'm gonna ask you anyway. In 2017, this is what I heard that LeBron James was texting 
Chris Paul during the NBA Finals trying to get him to come to Cleveland. And that's the reason why Kyrie uh, got mad and, and left and demanded to be traded. Um, I I got this source from a teammate that was actually on the uh, – on uh, that that championship, not that no, they they didn't win a championship team. They they lost to get to the KD and Steph Warriors. Now, the source that I have told me that LeBron was actually texting Chris Paul, trying to get him to come and be be the point guard mm-hmm. or actually play. And I think Kyrie, from what I was told, Kyrie got upset and. Uh, is you gossiping? Yeah. Okay. No, this is this is called this is called sourcing, right? What's, it's not gossiping. This is sourcing, right? And you you got you got a, you got a good source right there. Somebody that was in there. Yeah. I would say this. So I was covering. I was working for the Cleveland Plain Dealer, covering um, LeBron during that time. And this is what I remember. I I can't remember if I heard it was Chris for sure, but they were in. They were in the midst of trying to put a trade together, a trade package together in which they would get Paul George, the Cavaliers. And part of that trade was also including getting Phoenix in on it, and they had Eric Bledsoe. Mm. And so that's the trade that I remember that almost went down. Like it was a snafu at the end. And Kyrie got wind of that trade, got wind that – Obviously, when there's a trade going down, that's Lakers related, Cavaliers related, even Miami related. If LeBron's on the roster, <laughs> right, it is. It has to go through him, and most likely has to get approved by him. So Kyrie found out. Now that's something I I, I can't recall because it was like three four years ago. But Bledsoe was supposed to be a part of the deal. But it, but regardless. Kyrie did get mad after he found out that some point guard was supposed to be coming over here. Mm. And, uh, you know, you, you can understand what Kyrie felt like. They, they won a, um, they won a title together. You know, he feels like, you know, that was the, he hit the biggest shot in Cavalier history. And uh, Kyrie's like, I'm telling you like Kyrie's a, he's one of the like toughest guys I ever covered. Like he's Mm. different. And uh, I, I can, yeah, he, he's different. I'm pretty sure your your source told told me some things, but uh, he was um, yeah, I, I I wouldn't dismiss what you just said at all. Especially- can we tell Cherry something about Kyrie? Uh, Kyrie oh. Irving uh, believes that the world is flat. Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> For the aunties out there, right? Aunties want to know what is the difference between sourcing. And gossiping. Ooh, man. Damn, you hitting it hard. You hit me below the belt right there. I mean, I'm just saying, because I got some sources who be telling some things too. Yeah. yeah. The difference is you don't care, though. That's the reason why <laughs> you don't care. Yeah, I totally don't. Gossip does this to me. It's like... Oh. But oh, this is not man. gossip. This is this 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 is this affects but, the way we gamble or, or watch the game next year. Just so you know, I got family members I don't even talk to because like I can't. But this ain't gossiping though. Jimmy. I don't have girlfriends, Chris. Like all my friends are dudes because uh-huh. the second like they start the, you know, such and such, as, I'll be like, oh, you're in your Chris, Am please, ex- Chris, please explain this to her so she don't think I'm gossiping. Right. No, I just want to know. <laughs> oh, that's- but what is the difference between sourcing? Because I got a source that say this girl named Kimberly, yes. she's pregnant by um this is my not, other friend baby daddy. This you know is not the same thing. I'm not we're not talking about person their personal <laughs> go ahead, Chris. So the difference is uh I'll try to <laughs> I'll try to uh, relate this properly. So you have you have in our business, our line of work, you have the players' agents, and uh-huh. you have the general managers who signs these players. You have owners who you know obviously approve of, of the signings, um, and then you have family members. But but in my job, it's like you have to just like any relationship, you have to build up, build trust um, to a point to where like. 
it's it's this like there's certain things that's just off off my radar. Like can't can't no agent or some GM say, hey man, such and such is missing the game because um uh, he got caught uh in a room with with another woman, his wife found him and beat him up bad and now he can't play tonight. Like the news for me is that such and such ain't playing tonight. Right. You know what I mean? That's that's the news. I'm not putting out the personal, you know, the personal business. And so I mean, is it gossip? I mean, to, to a certain extent, it, it could be got it could be gossip. You could consider consider it that, but it's not gossip. It's not Hold on, is gossip true? Do you consider gossip to be true? Are you gossiping is it if it's true? I done heard a whole bunch of gossip about me that ain't true. Okay, well, then then that's not gossip. I'm reporting real facts out there that pertains to basketball as it pertains to what's going on on the court. I, to me, that's fair game. Like, I don't care about who you smashing on the side and what baby mama and kid, you know, I, that's not me, but I have to establish relations. Like, when it comes to trades and breaking free agent signings, I have to rely on the teams or sources. the agents. Yeah, the sources. Well, now, now, where I messed up at Cherry, and I trust Chris. I shouldn't have said where I got the information. Oh yeah, from. I, you know, I ain't sure. Right, right. But see, that's that. Now that's now that's messy because he didn't. He, I wasn't supposed to say that. Now that's considered well, he gossip. Gossiping. He was gossiping. That's well, gossiping. So wait a minute. So I just want to know. So if I know something to be a fact, right? Uh huh. And I don't say how I know, but I go tell it. That's sourcing. Yeah. And that's gossiping. That, no, that's, no. that's sourcing. I mean, look, they're giving you, but they're giving you real like. But you got to trust these people. You know, you establish the, the trust, but they're giving you factual, accurate information. They just don't want to. You know, they can't have their name associated with it, and mm-hmm. you can't do that with everybody because there's gonna, you know, there's a lot of people that just be saying stuff off the wall, and you can mess up your credibility. You know, so. It's, it's all about having people you trust. But yeah, like when it comes to it, look like the free agent signings, right? Mm-hmm. The NBA has a window to where the first five days of free agency, a player can um, agree to a contract, but they can't officially sign that contract until the fifth day. Just give me an example. And okay. so GMs or agents or whatever they say, they'll tell us, give us the word, hey, player is going to Cleveland, LeBron is going to Lakers, such and such. And if they were to, if if I were to put it out that such and such agent told me this right now, the player would get fined, the team would get fined, they may not be able to make that. And so they, they're giving me the scoop. They're letting me have it. This is what's going to happen, but you didn't get it from me. So those, right. those are the, that, that, that's sourcing. Gossip, uh, if they, and the players know. A lot of times the, the stories that I break, the players know that I'm going to get it, and they're okay with that. So I'm not going behind anybody's back. And sometimes the players will give people like Chris a story just to stir up some stuff, just oh. so they can um, get more money. Or what, all what? entertainers do that. Media is a game that yeah. outside people don't know. So are you a fan of because this is your you know now are you a fan of TMZ? No, sure. no. In fact, <laughs> in fact. I got an email the other day because we're starting to do Punky Uh-oh. Press now. The Punky got rebooted. Congrats, um, congrats. Thank you so much that Harvey requested an interview, Harvey and some other person. And I was like, hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to do like Good Day LA. I'm going to do Good Morning America. Yeah. I'm going to do media, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not doing paparazzi. <laughs> I respect that. And I had to I had to watch the way I said it so Courtney doesn't cut it out. Um, and then my manager hit me because TMZ hit my managers, my agent, and my PR and sent the same message basically. And I told them all hard pass. Now my manager is like, well, maybe you should do it. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, um, did you forget they lied on me? Yeah. A couple of years ago, I was doing Playboy. After that, I was dating Ricky Rimmons. I'm not doing TMZ. They're not my friends. I have no respect for Harvey okay. because Harvey has no respect for anybody else. Anytime okay. Vanessa Bryant is not my best friend, mm-hmm. 
I will keep my opinions to myself. But any time that she found out that her husband and her daughter was gone from TMZ before the family was notified, I have no respect for that. Yeah. And, I don't. and that's what I'm telling you. That's the different, like that, that, that was, you can't Wrong. find out that way. Like, Wrong. Uh, yeah, that's, that's going to, they have no integrity. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And, and, and other people in your position play the game of giving them their access because well, he needs you. That's it, what a lot of people don't. Yeah. The people on the outside doesn't realize if you drop a dime, if you tell a story, like I understand why I was um, engaged to Ricky Romance. Mm -hmm. They paid somebody $1,500 for that story. Yeah. It wasn't me. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't, I don't appreciate it, yeah. but I understand it. Nah, that's real. And that's perspective right there. That, that's, that's respect. And I, you know, I, I appreciate the the integrity in that. Cause like I said, yeah. most people in your position would give them that, you know, just out of favor, just to stay in the, their so-called good graces. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I respect that. Yeah, no, we don't do that because what, what is TMZ calling me in for? To ask me about my friends? Yeah. No, you're right. Mm-mm. Right. I don't play that. No, you're right. Don't ask me shit about nobody in their business because first of all, nine out of ten, I don't know because I ain't listen. Uh-huh. And second of all, if I do know, what make you think I'm gonna tell you? I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. So so you you said I'm going back to something you said initially. You said um you you intentionally do not talk to some of your family members because yes, they'll spill, spill or not even spill, they'll make some things up and when they don't know what's going on, they send a little cousin in to try to peel information. Like they just messy. Yeah. And they constantly talk about you. And then I got this little cousin who she's so cute, but she was born with um she's delayed. Okay. So she repeat everything they say about you. She yeah. tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but they send her because I talked to her, they send her to gas me up and get the information. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, they, they talk about you bad. That's, that's so, no, why, why am I going to in, involve myself with that? Mm -mm. Yeah. And then for you, somebody who's been in the spotlight, you know, ever since you were a child, like, I can only imagine, like, things you had to go through or the barriers you had to put up. When your own family talk about you bad, yeah. when, when strangers start doing it, it don't make yeah. no difference. You don't and, care. And it probably hurts more because it's coming from your family. It don't hurt no more. Oh, okay. It's been happening. I'm I'm 45 years right. old. Yeah. <laughs> you say, it yeah, is real one, ain't she, Chris? She yeah, real. That's what I love the battle. I'm telling you, I found real. that out. That's why I love the battle. I'm like, man, that's what I'm talking about, man. Yeah, yeah they, they they so messy, they don't even know they messy. Like you tell them, I tell, like I tell my cousin and she'll go back and repeat it. I'll be like, tell them to stop gossiping about me. Yeah. <laughs> they messy. She's yeah. like, oh, you think that we're messy, that we're talking about you? Yeah, but I appreciate you putting me up on game, boo. Are <laughs> oh, you getting messages right now, Hunter? Hey, be, All the time. Okay, be careful. Be careful. I don't know. You know, we don't want to start nothing. We don't want to start nothing. I'm already the black sheep. They know I don't fuck with them. It's not a secret. <laughs> Wait, but no, I was, I, I'm pro, like, I'm, I'm really happy, I'm, you know, for you getting this reboot. I Thank see. Look at him trying to change the subject. No, I know. I'm, just trying, I'm trying to get you out. I'm trying to get you out the house. We don't need no, you know, more drama. We don't need no. Trust me, there ain't gonna be, baby. <laughs> they don't even come. There ain't gonna be none. Oh, oh man. man, I got. There ain't, gonna, <laughs> there, there ain't gonna be none. But thank you so much. Okay, I change the subject. Um, what's his name? Geek freak. The Greek freak. There you go, Greek freak. You yeah. think he gonna stay in Milwaukee or leave? So he signed his extension. It was like a five-year extension um, a couple months back. But I got a little Fresno angle to Greek freak. So his girlfriend is my cousin from, oh. from Fresno. Her name is Mariah Riddlesperger. And so the Haynes and Riddlesperger, we, we're all related. And so, you know, they had a, they had a, uh, they had a son. So I'm, you know, I'm Chris... The the um Fresno freak hangs. <laughs> Where that name come from, dude? Oh, what what the Greek freak? Yes. <laughs> you gotta ask my cousin. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> no, I mean, he's a freak of nature. He's a freak of nature on the court. You know, just long, <laughs> just long, you know, 6'10", 7 foot. He's long, he, you know, acrobatic. You know, that's why they call him the Greek freak. But it could be another reason. But I, 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 I would say it's basketball related. <laughs> Growing up, who was your favorite team and your favorite player? Mm. My favorite team was, you know, Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls. Uh, excuse me. Chicago Bulls were my favorite team. But my favorite player, and it's funny because if you were to know me, most people think my family thought I was crazy growing up. Uh, so my favorite player is Latrell Sprewell. And if oh. people, don't, people don't remember Latrell Sprewell, yeah. he's the one that choked his coach yeah. you know, back, back in the day. But I grew up in Fresno. We got all the Golden State Warrior games. And so they were losing all the time, but I saw every single game. And this is before NBA League passed. You couldn't yeah. watch all these out-of-market NBA games like you can now. Right. And so I, I fell in love. I was a Sprewell fan. That was my – that's my favorite player of all time. He's not the best – one of the best players, but that's the one I gravitated towards too. And he was a dog, boy. Straight he, dog, man. Man. Real. My dunks, I used to – when I dunk, I did always did the tomahawk yeah. dunk. Yeah. <laughs> dunk. I did that because of Sprewell. That was his go-to. Yeah. Go-to dunk. Nice. nice. Here, I got to ask both of y'all a question, though, real quick. Yeah. Now this, I, I'm bringing this. I used to do another show, and I'm, so I'm gonna bring this over. It's, it's an NBA conspiracy, and okay. both of you all know this guy. I hope, I hope I don't get. I just gotta ask this question though. All right. Do you think it's possible? And then I know it's gonna sound like Kyrie Irving. Do you think it's possible that Shaquille O'Neal is an alien? <laughs> How do we know that? No, no, no. I want you guys to listen to me. Hear me out first. I'm here. How do we know? that Shaq is a real person. This man, in order to make a Shaquille O'Neal, there has to be another version of him some, somewhere. How do you, how do you like, if, if, if his dad was Wilt Chamberlain, I'd be like, okay, Shaq, okay, I see how Shaq got here. Where did Shaq come from? <laughs> like, seriously, this man is seven, legitimately seven foot two. Now, I've only seen statues of him you guys have been around him. Where did this guy come from? And so, not to sound like Donald Trump, I don't. I want to see his birth certificate. <laughs> well, I, I met his mom. I met his mom. Okay, I've seen his mom, and she's average size height. But oh, uh, so now, his dad, he wasn't raised by his real dad. Exactly. So I did, I don't. I don't know that I've ever seen his real dad. Exactly. But you could say the same thing, Court. You could say the same thing, LeBron James. How did he, a six eight dude that moved like that, big like muscular like that, like but he work? But he works hard on his body. But you can't explain. You can ex, you can you can explain LeBron. How do you explain Shaq? Like how do you explain that? I just want to know where did he come from? <laughs> hey, I got hey right, man. Not to sound like Trump. I need. We need to. Don't you think we need to see his birth certificate? <laughs> hey, man. So yeah. if if you, if you see his birth certificate, what what would you suspect his um he came into the to this world way? I don't know. Like, I mean, there, there's a good book. If Sha if Shaq is an alien, honestly, it answered a lot of questions I got about bruh. So, <laughs> I mean, in, in that case, you put him in that in that category. There's a lot of players out that mm -hmm. I would like to know. Not player people too. You know, so you just can't make it up. Like there's some people I know. Dad is six one. Mom five nine and they six eight six nine. I'm like, how how does that work? Like, I gotta see. I gotta know who who was delivering milk at that time. You know, who was the mailman around that time? You but know? have you? I mean, you've never seen anybody else walking around Earth that looks like Shaq. I mean, I, there's a lot of tall men in this. No, world. Shaq is not tall. Shaq is not tall. Shaq is a there's giant. Some, I'm gonna tell you this. There is some like some. I, and I don't mean to do this, and and this, you know, I apologize in advance for thinking this way, but there are some seven feet people out there, and I see them, and they'll be like working at these most obscure places. You know, I'll be like, dude, what were you doing? Like, hey, thank like, you. Thank like, come on, man. Like, that's my. I could have had that. You could have gave me that hot. Now, Cherry, you don't know this, but. 
I know we're getting off, but there are a lot of seven feet NBA players. They don't like the game. There's a lot of like, they don't like the game. The only reason they're playing because they're seven feet and they can do it and get paid a lot of money, but they don't like, they don't like the They don't like the game. And so that's my point. Like you can't be, I'm lightweight playing, so don't take me serious. But you know, I just see seven feet people yeah. just like painting the house or on top of a house no, doing the bricks. I'm you're like, not playing because I met this dude. He's in Pasadena, <laughs> California. He's fine as can be. I just knew that you had to play ball. <laughs> yes. He didn't play no ball. He is the cashier at CVS. And, and see, and look, some people, even if you're seven feet, you're just not good enough. I got a problem with the ones that just didn't play. Wait a minute. He said he, said he was never good. I was like, you ain't got to do nothing. Just stand there and go like that. Yeah. Wait, no, yeah, there's no such thing as a seven-footer that's not good enough. <laughs> no, 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 I played. No, hold on. I ain't calling my boy out, but I played. I had a seven-footer on my team. Bro, he wasn't, he wasn't making it to the league, bro. He wasn't, wow. he wasn't, hey, because one thing about being seven-foot, not all of them can, like, run agile and timing and stuff like that, be able to time and jump, like, we take those things for granted because we small. Like, I'm 6'2". You know, we can do that. But it, it takes a lot to be able to run up and down, change pace, you know, change speed. So, uh, you know, I'm just like, man, that height could have been used for... 6'2 is not small. I'm 5'6". 6'2 six. <laughs> six is not small. Well, <laughs> in, in my world, walking around, people I walk around with, I'm, I'm typically the smallest, smallest person. Cherry, I, I got to ask one more question. I had this written down, and this okay. is a this is a, a, theory, a theory of mine. Now, do you remember when LeBron played? For, now, this might be low key gossiping, Cherry. So you might got me on this. But I, I need to ask, <laughs> do you remember when when a LeBron got mad? At, you remember when LeBron got mad at Phil Jackson? Yeah, when he called the posse, the posse, the posse one, right? stuff. Right. Okay. <laughs> right after that, Phil Jackson and Jeannie Buss. They broke up, right? It was right after that? Yeah, about a year maybe so. She made a public announcement saying, we're not together anymore. So you think, so you're saying that. I think that Phil and Jeannie are still together. (laughs) I think they're still together. But she had to say they're not together to get LeBron. To get LeBron. So this was a year's in advance. This is a year of planning a year in advance planning that they were going to cause this fake breakup just so LeBron would consider them once he would, you know, became a free agent. Am I crazy? Courtney, excuse me, Cherry, <laughs> your co-host is messy. Messy. <laughs> you see how smart he is, guys. messy. Hey, Cherry, messy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst, man. Hey, That's the worst. Hey, Jerry, don't, don't try to put it all on your family. It's Courtney right there. He's, don't look no further. Don't put it all on your family. I'm done, man. I'm oh, done. Man. <laughs> hey, I swear my pockets, man. Every time I come home, man, they be coming up with these uh <laughs> these too, man. I'll be like, man, what y'all be doing with y'all time, man? Like <laughs> That's why it's funny, man. I be getting that stuff all That's a lot to think about. Hey, but you know, you know how people is, you know what I mean? When they get, you know, get some weed in their system, man, they, you know, they get, they start thinking. <laughs> they got come up with all these elaborate, you know what I mean, plots and. Oh, man. You know, I, I thought it was pretty good. Right okay. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I blame it on court. Court, court just blow one before. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, man. All right. Chris, please come back like every season at Cherry's World. Let me know what you're doing now. Let me know how the kids are doing. No, I, I, I definitely will. You ain't said nothing but a word. I got to ask this, Cherry. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to this reboot of Punky Brewster. Yeah. But I keep hearing, I keep seeing it every year. They're talking about potentially a reboot of Family Matters. And I remember I asked you about this even way back, is that a possibility? And if it's a possibility, is it a possibility that you would be a part of it? And I'm gonna tell you this, before you answer that, your boy, Darius, your man, I saw an interview with him not too long ago, and he was like, if I'm a part of it, if it gets started, he said, I'm bringing Cherry, she has no choice but to come on. 
So what, what you say? I am going to do whatever Darius tells me to. That's what I'm talking about. I, 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 my wife needs to hear that. That's what I'm talking about. Just, just do whatever Chris said. That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to do whatever Darius tells me to. But okay. yeah, I mean, I hear it from the fans all the time. I've never heard it from one of the producers. <laughs> mm, okay. Well, well. But if the money's right, you know. Oh, for sure. But if Darius says, yo, even if the money's not right, and he says, babe, I need you to show up, I'm going to show up. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. But in the meantime, I'll be looking forward to this Punky Booster uh, reboot. So. Thank you. I, I I pray that you enjoy it. I thank you so much for growing up with me and continuing to grow with me and letting me grow with you. It's all good. It's all family. It's all love. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you, you guys got bringing me in. Black love goals over there. <laughs> we tried, girl. We tried. I want to be able to trust a man like that. Oh, girl. Sure, you know. Baby, we'll move out of it to a different state and you won't man, got uh, I, I, I'm not gonna say it hasn't been it hasn't been um easy. That's love. I, I got kicked out multiple times. But she let you come back, so it don't even matter. Yeah, that's true. Well, it don't matter. Well, she I mean, let it, you matter, it matter when I was out. I mean, a bunch of people out there they never came back in. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. I guess, I, I guess that's the bright side. Yeah. Who, who went in the, the NBA championship this year? That's my last question. Oh, man. Court, it's like, man, I know Lakers, like, they don't got their foot in the gas right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because they were in the bubble, they didn't have much of an offseason. You know, AD's not playing the minutes he played, LeBron as well. But I still think when it's all said and done, when it's time to play, it's, it's hard not to pick the Lakers at the favorites. It's hard not. You know, I'm hearing that last I saw Brooklyn play last night. And, uh, okay. You know, they, 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 can, they can cause some, some ruckus, but I still, as of right now, I think it'll be Lakers and Milwaukee in the finals. Welcome to Cherry's World. Shop all things Cherry Johnson at TheRealCherry.com.